When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. We're joined by Team Principal from Tickford Racing. Please welcome back to the driver's seat, Tim Edwards. Evening, guys. Hello, mate. As he says, you've got yourself a, a brand-new, shiny place to work from down there that must have been a uh was it a difficult decision or was it an easy decision to take whilst we're in downtime to take them pick up the tools and start building a, a new workshop ah oh, to, to be honest we've been toying what we do for for the last um four years really i mean you know we outgrew the the facility and moved part of the you know, the composites and paint shop into a factory next door and then we also had a, a big hocker in the rear yard so um, you know, we've we've been challenged with what we do as a business for for a while now. We look to move, and uh, as recently as six months ago, we're still debating: do we move or not? And um, as uh, as chance would have it, uh, in early March, we actually decided that no, we will stay where we are, and we we figured out a way of reconfiguring it all and getting us all under one roof, which was the real motivation. Because you know, it's very when you've got a disjointed business and you know parts of it in different buildings and things like that you know you you, you have efficiency issues and uh and so on the friday morning of the grand prix when um when obviously we're all um you know, i got the team together to say right we're uh, we're loading the truck and going home and also dropped in uh, uh by the way i've cut a new deal we're uh, we're staying in the factory we're in and as of monday we're um we're, we're first of all going to fill some skips and clear the place out, and then we're going to give it a, a bit of a birthday. And so <laughs> we set about doing that literally <laughs> uh, on the Monday after the AGP. So, mate, what did you do in regard to uh, obviously the build? Is it, did you extend the building or was it more internal? And no, who did no, you have no. design it? Did you have uh, like well, engineers the design... in there doing stuff? Because no, be well, the, the design. The designer is this bloke called Tim Edwards. Um, <laughs> he, uh, oh, I've heard of him. What he, a guru! He, he, yeah. uh, he, uh, he, he, he sketched it up in the back of a fag packet, uh, <laughs> literally. And um, and then uh, my, my sort of operations manager said, "Here, take my sketch on the back of a fag packet and turn it into a workable drawing," which he did. And then we're fortunate. So, so obviously, if I tell a bit more of the story, so. Obviously, a week or two after that, we sort of made the tough decision that we'd stand down a lot of the workforce um, through April. However, I kept on a skeleton crew that was sort of led by um, uh, Colin, one of my truckies, who just so happened to be a builder. And so once we did, we'd sort of done the initial tidy the place up, get rid of four skip loads worth of rubbish, we're left with uh, with, with Colin and, uh, and a handful of um, uh, apprentices and a couple of mechanics who uh, who became his his labourers and uh, and he took charge of the project, working from my fag packet drawings, then turned into a little bit more of a, a drawing by my operations manager and um, uh, and they uh, and they set about doing everything ourselves. So 
the only external support we had was um, uh, Colin McQuinn and McQuinn Electrical. They did all the wiring of the whole thing. So he had 11 tradesmen there for two weeks, um, wow. rewiring the whole building, new switchboards, etc. because we had we completely outgrown our switchboard so that we couldn't actually turn all our CNCs on at once because it... Uh, Took down the whole Campbellfield grid, <laughs> and uh, so so literally we did it all ourselves. They literally they gutted the building, they they painted all the floors, they removed the hoists and reinstalled them, put walls up. Um, yeah, it was incredible what they did, and vacated a building that we had next door that we were renting part of. So uh, you know, there's a nice little nice little financial saving there by not not paying that rent as well, and did all Perfect. the make good on that. So literally, you know, it, we spent bugger all, um, just um, a lot of labour went into it. So, Tim, I, I I hesitate to bring this up, but I kind of don't in some ways because over the last 10 weeks, uh, there's been news stories around and, and um, there's been things to report on, but one of the biggest ones was that Will Davison has lost his ride uh, from 23 Red and the whole, that whole team's gone. And, and then obviously... James Courtney has come in with the boost money. Um, you know, Will's, I suppose, now on his bike and cutting pineapples and doing other bits and pieces in his time. But at the end of the day, James has now got a new drive. You guys have to move forward. How did all of that, because you've been pretty quiet through all of this, how did all of that come about, the conversations, and, and what's the feeling with JC heading forward now into uh, SMP in a week and a half? Uh, well, I suppose if I roll the clock back into, it was probably uh, early to mid-April, um, just in dialogue with, with with Phil Monday, it became clear that there was some some challenges um, with, with Milwaukee. I mean, essentially, that you know, the, the situation is Milwaukee sponsored the Phil's team, but Phil's team, aside from him owning the wreck um, and the car, is effectively. You know, this team, you know, all of the mechanics and engineers, et cetera, all yeah. work for, for Tickford and we, 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 we provide him a turnkey solution for it. So, you know, unfortunately, we're the ones at the end of the line there with obviously Milwaukee making their decision, which obviously forced Phil into a difficult decision. Um, and so it became apparent by mid-April that, you know, we may have to turn back into a three-car team, which is not the ideal model. Um, you know, I, I pretty much put a plan in place that, that we could have executed that. Um, but and you know, and probably deep down thought that's what's going to happen. Uh, and then uh, a discussion took place, um, I'm going to say early May, uh, yeah. with Boost. And within seven or eight days of that discussion, initial discussion taking place, it became apparent to everybody. Well, to be honest, it became apparent to everybody within two or three days that actually this is the right thing to happen. For us as a team, because obviously all those, you know, we've got a car sitting there, a crew, change some stickers on it and go racing and retain, you know, that workforce. Workforce. Um, it became apparent to Boost that, well, this is a better scenario than they were looking at because they were consider considering, you know, some wild cards and, you know, just dabbling in some racing maybe this year with JC and they're talking yeah. to another team about doing that. Um so then all of a sudden they're looking, well, hang on, we could actually just, there's a car there and a crew and we could actually go racing for the balance of the year. Uh, and then also for Phil, you know, he was set to pretty much depart the sport, you know, you know, throw his wreck into the bin and just walk away. 
Um, and this has allowed him to, you know, now move towards a bit more of an orderly exit. You know, he still owns that wreck, and whether mm-hmm. Peter Addison buys it, late, you know, at some point during this year, or somebody else buys it, at least he can work towards more of an orderly exit before before the end of this year. So, for sort of everybody involved, um, it became apparent pretty quickly that actually this is the logical thing for happen to happen for all parties. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, within ten days, um, we'd sign a contract. What's your what's your expectation, mate? Of uh, obviously JC's coming in, you know, obviously no test days, and you're heading straight into SMP, which is obviously a very different scenario uh, at the track, uh, and even engineering wise at the track with regards to data, etc. You know, what's your expectation there with JC? I mean, are you expecting him to be uh, straight in and doing the the same job that Will Davo did, or do you think there's going to be a little bit of time for him to get used to everyone? Or I mean, what's your feeling there? Uh, look, there's always got to be a little bit of time, but I don't think it's actually as um, as as much or as long as you might think. I mean, the reality is he's got so much experience in driving supercars that you know, you know, he's driven all kinds of setup philosophies. You know, he's he knows the tracks. You know. He's got the same tyres on. He's got the same brakes. He's got the same transaxle. You know all those things that are quite, you know, difficult to learn. You know, for you see foreign drivers come in and that, you know it takes them a long time to adapt. Uh, you know, yeah. but, you know the grip level and the braking, you know, ability of these cars. So you know he's not he's not coming in that cold. And uh, and the encouraging thing is that you know in the early discussions with um, with our engineers, you know, in fact. <clears throat> I bumped into him as he came out of one of his first engineering meetings with our guys. This massive smile on his face because he's going music to my ear. I mean, literally, the setup philosophy of our car is exactly the lot the way he likes the car set up. You know, and you know, every team has its own sort of direction. You know, whether it's a soft car or you know, it's looking for its its um, lap times in mid-corner speed or exit speed or, you know, everybody um, goes about it slightly differently. And um, and he picked up straight away from, from those discussions that it's his type of car. So, look, I, you know, he's certainly, you know, is he going to put it on pole at the first race? I think that's probably unlikely, but, you know, he's you know, he's going to take a little bit of time, but I actually don't think it's going to take long for him to, to, to get up to speed in the car. And he's got, he's got three teammates that are, keen to help him and so it's not like he's got to do it all on his own he's going to hop out he's going to instantly be able to overlay whoever's fastest out of our our cars and go okay they're able to go that much deeper into that corner i need to do that and the, and the really bizarre thing mate when you look back over it all uh and his exit which was post adelaide um he's actually only missed one day of driving uh, which was the practice day, <laughs> which is wet, I think, too, wasn't it? At uh, Grand Prix, at the Grand Prix. So yeah. you know what I mean? Go he's actually he's happy. <laughs> go figure. So, so yeah. Tim, we, we've got to, we're going to let you go in a sec, but um, let's talk co-drivers for a second because um, you know it was announced in the off season that uh, you'll be you've picked up Alex Premer, who is usually uh, living in the United States in Vegas, I think it is. Um, what does your co-driver lineup look like right now? Well, Jack Perkins. Slot across from from twenty three red and straight into JC, who he's used to, or are we expecting a different name to be beside JC? But what's happening with Alex Premer as well? Uh, look, you know, I've been in, in, in dialogue with with Alex. He's still very keen to to come and do it. So you know, we're just working through is that possible, and you know, clearly factoring in well if 
if we, we could get him into the country, we would have to allow for the 14 days quarantine. So how would that fit in with our testing? Does that mean he's got to come actually about five weeks before Bathurst because to do the test two or three weeks before? Um, so, you know, we're working through all that at the moment. So you know, we're certainly keeping all our options open. And same thing with uh, with, with the 44 car. You know, there's a... Uh, we're still navigating through um, in sort of consultation with the boost guys as to, to who partners with James. So essentially there's no decision made on that car at the moment and uh, and whether Alex can or can't get into the country um, will determine, you know, what, what happens with, the, with that third seat in, uh, in the other cars. Well, Tim, we, we thank you for taking a bit of time uh, this Wednesday night to join us here on the driver's seat. Uh, no doubt yeah. we'll, we'll at least be keen to, to know that you've got a pretty stock lineup as is. I mean, you've got Robbo in there, James Moffat's still there too. So 50% of your Enduro lineup is pretty bang on, mate. <laughs> Yeah, and look, you know, and, and we've got some we've we've got some good options there, you know, and 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 don't forget, Will's still floating around, sort of with his helmet, going, where am I going to uh, where am I going to land? So there's, there's that scenario to throw in there as well. Okay, if you if you see Will Davison confirmed by Tim Edwards on Speed Cafe, you know who to blame. But um, no, oh, <laughs> and you and you heard it here first. Well, well actually, I'll, I'll throw the fourth red one in there as well. We've also got a young little superstar, Brock Feeney, in stable, who's also boost the line. So there you go. Yeah, okay. Four drivers, four drivers for two seats. All right, so, get, your, get your keyboards out, guys. Put the, get those articles deal, up. Deal it's it's, deal it's on the contrary. It's, it's different, whereas I'm one driver that can fill two seats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I've got four for two, so we'll just work through it. <laughs> hey, Tim, it's been a pleasure to chat to you, mate. Best of luck at SMP in a couple of weeks, and uh, thanks for joining us once again on the driver's seat. No worries. Good to talk, guys. <laughs> Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.